0: Welcome to The Doula's Garden, a podcast about our stories and how they relate to reproductive health, reproductive justice, and bodily autonomy. How are our reproductive health decisions affected by what we learn from our families, friends, community, and care providers? Why and when do we choose to make certain decisions? And what makes us choose to go against the grain or stick up for ourselves? How are our experiences affected by the decisions we make? And what consequences does this have on public health? I hope you enjoy these stories, learn something new, and get thinking about your own healthcare decision making. Today we hear from Doris, my nana, an 84-year-old woman who grew up during Jim Crow era America. She gave birth to her first baby in 1959, when the midwifery care model was becoming less popular and hospital births increased. Let's listen to her story. Hello, we are here today on The Doula's Garden, and we're talking with Doris Butler. And Doris Butler just happens to be my nana. How are you today?
1: I'm good. How are you, Brianna? <laughs> I'm
0: good. Good. I'm excited about what we're gonna talk about
1: okay thanks for having me this is a new experience for me
0: oh yeah it should be a fun experience okay. um so tell us a little bit about yourself
1: i was born on november 12th
0: 1937
1: at mm-hmm. seven o'clock in the morning i think my birth certificate said okay i was, I was delivered by a midwife
0: mm-hmm. we
1: did in 1937, we didn't have, black people couldn't go to the household, so we had to be, uh, midwives had to come and um, birth us. Um, I was born in Easton, Maryland. I was a fourth, I was a fourth child. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother had three, uh, two boys and a, my, my one daughter before me. Um. We played on the farm. I didn't like to get in the sun. My mother said at an early stage I had some kind of uh, uh, fever, and it uh, and I stayed with the fever, a deep fever, for about uh, three to four days. You hmm. know, up and, um, and that's about all I remember. I played with the dogs, cats, pigs, everything on the farm, chickens. Um, we had everything there. We lived on near the water, so we went crabbing. At an early age, we learned how to crab and fish. Uh, my brothers threw us overboard off the dock, so we learned
0: how to <laughs> and swim or sink or drown. And that's about it. So, tell us a little bit about your pregnancies. How did you feel when you first found out you were pregnant?
1: Well, I didn't feel. I didn't think I was pregnant because during my early years, I never had a, a regular period. Mm. And the, my the midwife and the doctor, who family doctor, I mean, did everything. Said I probably could never get pregnant. Wow. So, so when I went to the uh, went to the doctor, and he said that uh, he thought it was a, a, a cyst. Mm. Then I went back again. He said, "No, I was pregnant." He said I was three months preg, uh, a month pregnant. Oh
0: wow! So,
1: um, I had a good pregnancy. I didn't. Uh, I worked the whole time.
0: Mm-hmm. I worked
1: all. I did what I was do. To, 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 and the morning before Monica was born, you know, she was late because they told me they gave my date as July 18. And I called the doctor, shell crack every day, and I said I haven't had any pains yet. <laughs> I was,
0: well,
1: and he said, just be calm. He said we may miscalculate it. So um, I said, aren't you going to induce labor? He said no. I said just wait. So I did. On that morning, I decided to drive across the Bay Bridge to um, get my hair done. with by my cousin, and she did my hair for me. Came back home, and I was starting having pains, and um, I think my. I think Paul Sr. was in uh, Snow Hill because he, he stayed down in Preston's Anne, I mean, Worcester County during the week. So my sisters carried me to the hospital. And by the time he got there, I had, had Monica. Oh, wow. It was a very easy pregnancy. I didn't have much labor pain. I mean, uh, August 18th instead of July 18th. That's wow, that's a, big,
0: awesome that's a big, that's a big window. <laughs>
1: It was, but then they didn't have. They just told. They just would go up in your vagina and tell about the size of the baby by their hand. Oh. See, they didn't have all the modern technology. They like a
0: sonogram or anything like that.
1: No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. So that's how they judged if the. I guess if the baby's head was so many as large as his hand. I don't know how they did it, but then they said, you know, I was a month pregnant. Then, but I wasn't. So, but anyway, she was born twenty. I mean, August 18 eighteen, nineteen fifty
0: nine. Yeah. So, nineteen fifty nine um, was a time when much of the country was uh, segregated. So, yeah. where did you give birth, and how was that different than people who were white? Well,
1: we gave birth in the basement of the hospital in Easton. They had a separate birthing um, ward. Um, also, a uh, separate delivery ward uh, where they d- deliver babies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was I mean, uh, all black, um, everything in the maternity ward downstairs in the basement of the hospital in Easton, was where you get, uh, you know, you go in and have everything done there and delivered. Yeah. And they go back on the floor, which is, was on the same, in the same area, going back on the floor, and the nurse who was. Uh, With all black kids, all black babies, also.
0: Wow. Did you all have um, black doctors or white doctors?
1: No, we had a white doctor. Um, It was a black doctor in town, but uh, we had a white doctor, um, and he did everything. He did, you know, he was a general uh, doctor who uh, practiced heart, liver, whatever your condition was. He, He was the man to see. It was no specialties back then.
0: Yeah, so before before you actually had the baby, you saw the midwife.
1: Yeah, but then um, then uh, she turned turned me over after uh, about I guess maybe three months pregnancy. She turned me over to the doctor. Then the doctor started seeing me.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. So. Tell me about that time after you had your first baby. What was rough? What was, you know, who helped that was particularly helpful? What things, tell me what was going on after you had your first baby. Well,
1: I, um, I didn't breastfeed Monica. Uh, I had a, a, what you call gather gather breast because uh, I don't know whether I forgot to pump the milk out of my breast or they didn't give it to me. I can't remember. But I knew I had gathered what they call gathered breast your milk gathered up, mm. and they gave me some kind of medicine, and then they gave me um, then they gave me the pump to pump the milk out. Um. So that was the hardest part. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But other than that, it was very easy. I went back to work within um yeah, six weeks. I was back to work.
0: And was that time to go back to work? Was that standard for people who? Gave birth, or was it like what was the? Did it depend on what kind of job you had? Like, how much time did people usually have off? Well, not, not much, they didn't usually have much
1: time off because you were expected to go back to work. Um, you know, whatever your job told you, whatever type of job you were doing, right. I guess the teachers had more a uh, liberal time off than um, a general worker, right. Uh, and I was doing nurses' aid work at that time. Right. So, so the uh, they only, maybe they gave me six weeks at the hospital, but not not very long.
0: Right. Tell me about when you became pregnant pregnant with your second child and how that pregnancy was different than um, your first pregnancy. The second child
1: pregnancy. Uh,
0: My second,
1: it was about the same. I never had much uh, problem. I I walked a lot. Right. I ate. I tried to. In fact, um, I was never never overweight. I always weighed like I would lose weight first. That's how come I knew the second time I was pregnant, I lost weight, and then I went to uh, Doctor Chris. uh, uh, He told me uh, that I was pregnant. And trying to think uh, but it wasn't it, that was about all I just ate walked and he told me to stop uh, hanging clothes on the line because that's one thing I used to always do
0: yeah
1: is, is your clothes and hang on the line he said I was pulling the baby up and, he, and also I had a friend who said if you get, have labor pains don't yell because that makes the baby come back up
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he said push don't yell push it doesn't drive and push hard because the baby would come out easier that way. Mm. So um, that's what happened. I, I did what they said. I didn't hang the clothes on the line. I, you know, I walked a lot and I I didn't do the stuff. I went to work every day and it was very easy. In fact, all three of my pregnancies were very easy.
0: Good. Yeah. Um, so. Tell me about after you had your second baby um was this time easier or harder than the first
1: Well, it was easier, but it was harder in a way because Paul was born the second child was born with the uh, obstruction of the liver hmm. and they said it was because they were trying to determine how far long I was gone, and they did x-rays hmm. and they didn't put a, they didn't put um a, a shield there, so they said while he was being formed, that radiation or whatever happens with the, the x-rays, it affected his, uh, his liver. Uh, uh, so uh, he had jaundice. He was born with jaundice. So we had to keep him in and out of the hospital. He would go in for like a month, and they uh, they get him stabilized. Uh, but then He was too small to, to operate on. But the, uh, the obstruction cleared up uh, itself. Um, but it just took a lot of time for his jaundice to go away. Right. Uh, in fact, the doctors told us uh, we should have him baptized right away because they, they didn't expect him to live with the obstruction of the...
0: Aww. Of the
1: yeah, like it was. But he, he made it. I yeah. made him a bit. I, mm-hmm. I told him, I said, well, it took too long to get here and too much money to keep him alive so, <laughs> and you go fight him. Yeah. Uh, In in the yard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, did you have to, how was, did you have to go back to work sooner, or how did, what happened, Um, did you have the same six weeks, or?
1: No, I didn't stay home six weeks. I went back to work because we didn't, uh, my insurance policy didn't didn't take care of any Paul's illness, Um, so we had to, uh, we needed money to pay the hospital bill. So, in the. And back then, it was very expensive because it, you know, they had to keep it in the hospital so long by not having any type of insurance. Well, I had insurance, but it didn't cover. Uh, I, how could you say? Uh,
0: like neonatal care?
1: Yeah. No, it didn't cover that. If a baby was born with something, I guess if he had um, he had developed it after he was born, they may have paid. But they said it. It was uh, he. He was born with that condition. Yeah the liver, so they, they didn't, um, so that's why we had to, I had to go back to work, it, it
0: didn't
1: hurt me, it um, mm, did not okay, and I didn't I, have the, um, I didn't have to gather the breast because I knew what, uh, the uh, house, the midwife came, and then she did tell me to, to wrap it, and she would bond my breast, keep it from, uh,
0: producing or, milk, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, uh, Back then, nobody. Did you know anyone who was nursing, or was it something where like, you most people didn't nurse.
1: It didn't breastfeed.
0: Yeah.
1: Most people didn't. That they encouraged. I guess because they wanted you to come back to work. They encouraged. Right. They gave you a box of um um, you know, supplies for the nurse the baby. What you know, feed the baby bottles. They always had bottles. He came home with bottles and and canned milk, so um, I guess that's, that was a policy back then. Right. I never remember. I know my mother breastfed, but I never, in my time, we never breastfed. And none of the sisters or any of my cousins, it um, wasn't something we did. Right. I don't know. A, a change in the guard, maybe, maybe changed the minds and made them. Grandmothers decided it wasn't good for us or the so I'm not. I can't really tell you.
0: Yeah. So let's fast forward to your third pregnancy. Um, how was that alike or different? How was your pregnancy um, and birth alike or different than the the other two? It was a breeze. <laughs> it was a breeze. It was a
1: breeze. Um, Brian came. And he was supposed to be born on February 10th. He came on February 10th. I went to the bathroom took a shower,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: Mamie came around, um, because uh, Paul, that that was in Prince in Snow Hill, it was in Snow Hill that night, Mamie came and showed me the hospital, I got in the hospital, and I said to a doctor, um, oh, what was the doctor's name, now? Um, hmm, I can't think of his name now, but anyway, he was the first autumnalist, uh, uh, is that what I wanna say?
0: Um, obst- obstetrician, gynecologist?
1: Yeah, yeah. He was the first one in town. So, um, he had taken over from Dr. Crack. So he was the first one that I saw. And he said I said, I have to go to the bathroom. He said, No, get on the uh, table. So I said, No, I need to go to the bathroom. He said, Well, I want you to get up on the table. <laughs> Doctor Hawkinson, that was his name. He said, I want you to get up on on the gurney. Because she never know. Right. And by the time um uh, Paul got there, oh no you know, yeah, he was Because Mamie was downstairs checking me in. And then uh, she came up and they said, Oh, you have a, a boy and Mamie said, well, We just bought her in here. She said <laughs> they had born and so Brian was born on the uh as they were w wheeling into the uh, labor room. Oh uh, wow. So, so, and he and he was a breeze they were three years apart mm-hmm. i think i had to do it over again i would have them a little closer yeah. because they everybody had one group of measles and then you get that one done and then two, you know another baby with the measles and then you know instead of all of them having measles at the same time while being three years apart we had all diseases at different times. Right. And that was the hardest part because, you know, um, trying to take care of one baby that was sick with measles and chickenpox and the other two, Healthy. you know, want to do things. You right. Know.
0: So that's the hardest part about it, but we survived. Yeah. So who were some people that you leaned into during those difficult times, like family members or friends? And how did you oh. cope with when things were tough?
1: Well, we really didn't know, <laughs> I guess we really didn't realize things were tough because we had to, we were poor, we had to work all the time. Right. Um. It's not like that, I mean, you, uh, your parents, if they lived on a farm, you had to do your work, then they didn't let up on you too much. Right. They say, you, you know, go to bed and take an aspirin and take a rest and get back up and do what you have to do. Right. Um, yeah, but I was glad I had easy apprentices because my sister Barbara, her, her first one, I think Keith, she was 23 hours in labor. Mm. And I knew I couldn't, you know, <laughs> just couldn't be like that. And, and then, well, I did what the doctor told me. Right.
0: right. So, that's all. Yeah.
1: But, um, we went to town. Of course, we didn't realize things were tough. We, well... Uh, we ate what was on the farm. We grew everything. We ate what was on the, you know, what we grew, or what animals we had, chickens, turkeys. And uh, we went to town once a week on Saturdays. Uh, we go into our shopping what a little bit we have to do. Mm. And all the stores and everything closed down at 5 o'clock on Saturday afternoon night, and they didn't reopen until Monday. Mm. So we had a drugstore open in town on Sundays wow. then you went to church you, met, you went to church you came home and you went to one set of grandparents' house on, on for lunch and then the next set of grandparents you went for dinner and all the cousins and aunts and uncles we all gathered it was family time wow. so we spent family with both both sets of families with my mother's family and then my dad's family
0: yeah
1: So it was—it was just a family affair. You didn't, Other than church, you didn't. uh, Well, you went to the movie after we got a teeny. We went to the movie, but then that was only I think Saturday afternoon matinee. And most time, if you couldn't afford it, you just stayed home. Yeah. You didn't have too many extra things. Everything was done with the family.
0: Yeah.
1: Everything was devoted around. If um like my mother had a good friend and then sometime her her children they were all caught up and play with us on the farm we'd go down to Bellevue and and walk around that part of town.
0: Do you know which ways do you remember which ways that your white the white people that lived in your town maybe have gotten better care, like uh pregnancy care, postpartum care. Than you all received,
1: I don't know why you can say better because I think the midwives did a good job mm-hmm. they they had more the com, more modern conveniences you yeah. know um I would say, but they think um back then everybody had a long time ago you had to have a midwife, because there was only one doctor in town and uh, and it was uh, just a small hospital at that time um. They may have gotten better care, but
0: I can't. Not from what you remember. No,
1: I, because we didn't know the difference between whether they were type of care they were getting, because we never mingled with them. True. No, you know, if you, if, um, you saw them downtown, they would speak, but you didn't, I, I didn't ask, because, you know, it was just, um, we were always segregated. Yeah, just went to different schools. We knew when we got in schools, we, our books weren't up to date because our teachers told us they weren't.
0: Hmm. And they
1: wanted to get us better um, textbooks and better, uh, more convenience in, in our schoolhouses. But other than getting, I'm um, sure they did. But it was just never never talked about.
0: Right. What were some of the best advice that you got re- regarding parenthood and pregnancy and birth that you got from your, you know, family members or friends? Well, the mothers really, you
1: know, grandmas helped to raise them, they tell you, you know, you really didn't have, not that you didn't have a say in it, but right. they would say, well, you should do it this way. They always told you which way you should do it, and you just took, you didn't say, oh, no, I don't think I should do it that way. Right. Because they had raised eight children, and they they sort of knew how to take care of each um illness that they had and you know they passed it on to us like what you do with the chicken pox, how you do if the child has a temperature. you know all those things uh advice came from aunts and cousins or who had had children with those diseases mm-hmm. and that's what you learn you just learn from uh, Uh, from the not from a book but from their experience
0: right
1: had experience if they had a child who had a brain injury or or was a little slow learning you know they would tell us uh, you know how that happened or or how they would help with that child Uh, so that's the way you learn you know you got advice from them and, and if you didn't know anything if like if you your mom knew something, and she would say, "Well, let me check." What she said, I think Dolores had a, you know, she would say one of her friends had so the baby, would had this or that, and then they come, they compare notes that way.
0: Yeah. So it's like a collective wisdom from your elders. Yeah. 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 Now, looking back, would you do anything differently, or, and what things would you do the same? Well,
1: I, if I'm back to that day, I think I. Everything would be the same. Yeah. Uh, I do think I would do anything different. Because I, my pregnancies were very easy. Right. My sister's had... My sister Barbara, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe in labor, uh, and I think, maybe my sister-in-law. She was in labor a long time with um, Eric, her first son. Mm-hmm. But, so, um, you just... You know, you talk to them about it, and they tell you what, how it felt. But then, um, and then, and then midwives were a great deal of help because they had taken care of so many babies and delivered so many babies that they knew, you know, um, almost what your symptoms were, and they could help you that way.
0: Right. Well, anything you would share with anybody who is thinking about um, becoming a parent or who is currently expecting?
1: Yeah, I tell them, uh, follow their doctor's advice, follow their, their um, you know, support, family support, if they have family around, and uh, um, do what was best for them and their situation. Because a lot of times, men didn't have much to do when you when you had babies. They left everything up to... The wife, uh, they didn't have, they weren't hands-on like the fathers are of today. You know, like in the delivery room, they never went in, well, they never were allowed in the delivery room or, you know, so they didn't know. Um, And and, uh, sometimes when the babies were sick, you know, it was always up to the the mother. So now if you've got a husband that will support you. And help, yeah, I think that's the best way to make sure your husband helps um, raise your children. Because a long time ago, it was up to the moms. Right. But that's the only advice I would give them. Make sure their husband get a, a part of, uh, like, getting up in the middle of the night, uh, getting bottled. Well, they don't have to get bottled now, but see, we had to get up in the middle of the night to warm the milk Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we had to make formulas and washing out the um, bottles and sterilizing them. So I think that was the biggest challenge. You had, you knew you had a lot of work to do after you got home. Then we had diapers. You had to wash the diapers.
0: Yeah, so you guys had the cloth diapers. Cloth
1: diapers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did have, have the regular diapers. And then the baby got a diaper rash, you know. Most people would tell you what to do, and then you sometimes you would have to change your detergent. Uh, I think most time we used ivory flake uh, at that, that time. Uh, to, we never used bleach, uh, and we let the diapers soak in cold water and ivory And We didn't have a washer-dryer, so you had to do all that by hand. Oh, man. You had to, you had to wash the do the wash hang on the line and so that was the biggest challenge I think right. because you yeah you 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 sleep you broke from having to get up because they used to tell us to feed the baby every uh like uh, on a schedule like two four six yeah know give them two o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. whether they woke up or not they told you give them give them a two o'clock feeding so that was hard on them on
0: on
1: the mothers at that time, right, right. Well, so, afterwards, probably when have the hardest. I it was the hardest part. But now, see, so you you don't have to get up and warm the bottle up. You just can you know feed and breastfeed it, which is the better because some children even were were um, allergic to the milk. Uh, my brother had eczema. Oh yeah. And he had to drink soy milk, oh. soybean. Um, he had some real thick uh, soybean milk he had to drink every day. Because he couldn't drink regular milk, regular cow's milk.
0: Yeah, what happens sometimes with um, clients that I work with too is that their babies will develop a dairy allergy too. And even if they're breastfeeding the, the or body feeding, the the person who's feeding the baby will have to, you know, not... Eat dairy in their diet. Uh, and yeah. So the baby, you know, won't have breakout or have a reaction to it too. So, yeah, either way, um, it's hard to know what your baby's allergic to until your baby's here. That's right. That's
1: right. Um, so, but that was the only thing. I think the, the you know, the after effects, so I think the well, like I said, a lot of, Women had long, hard pregnancy or delivery uh, stayed in labor a long time. But I think my part was uh, doing all the things afterwards because uh, Dad, he wasn't hands on with, with the little ones. He he wait until he get like uh, two or three, and then he would take care of the babies. You know, he said babies crying,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was like he wasn't a part of the life. Right. Like, you know, so. That's, that was the hard part because then after you get up at two o'clock in the morning and you had to do do the breakfast and the lunch and like it's a, like I said, do the diapers and
0: go to work.
1: <laughs> the do the the So it was it was really hard. Yeah. That that's that wasn't hard. It was just something that you, you got used to doing. Right. It's, it's harder the part being a mother. Right. <laughs> you Worst done. Yeah.
0: Right. Okay. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk on the show and tell us a little bit about what life was like um, then and about your pregnancies and postpartum. And um, I just really appreciate you spending time.
1: Okay, thank you. I
0: hope I helped you out. <laughs> you thank did. Thank you for listening. You can find more content like this at baddestchaplain.com.